Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up is Mark Furman of Tarlow Breed Hart & Rogers. Welcome, Mark. Hi, Jonathan. Great to be with you. Always great to be with you on this uh, wonderful morning. You want to talk about alternatives to litigation. Uh, there are several, but one of the more common one is? Arbitration. Um, so we were talking recently about, you know, terms and conditions, you know, what's what you have in your contracts. But one of the things you want to think about is whether you want to require arbitration of disputes instead of litigation. So there are advantages and disadvantages to arbitration. But in general, if you uh, uh, have an agreement that provides for arbitration, it's legally enforceable and it can offer a much faster way to resolve disputes. Um, that's generally true. I've had uh, cases where there are exceptions, um, but you have to think about, you know, where the arbitration is going to be, what law is going to apply to the arbitration. Are we talking about California, Illinois, Massachusetts, exactly where, because the law does vary from state to state, you know, right now, almost everything, uh, is being done by Zoom, but that could change. And uh, when it does, the locale is really important. Um, are you going to use a, uh, a company that does arbitrations as a, um, because if you are, they have a set of rules that apply to their arbitrations. And there are different, there are different companies. For example, Jams does it, uh, all over the country. Um, the American Arbitration Association has uh, uh, arbitration programs and uh, they each have different sets of rules that are going to uh, dictate how it works, how many arbitrators they're going to be depending on the amount in controversy. And that matters because unlike courts where judges are paid by the state, um, so there's not a cost. The uh, uh, arbitration companies, you know, require fees and you pay for the arbitrators. So you're both paying for the arbitrator and you're paying some administrative filing type fees. Uh, so it can be more expensive, but you also have the potential for a very quick result. So not long ago, um, um, you know, there was a case that uh, um, I was uh, representing a, uh, a party where uh, from the time the arbitration was filed to the decision by the arbitrator, it was less than 90 days. So if you compare that to uh, a court, um, a civil case in court is really hard to get anything decided um, uh, in the first year. And in many cases, the first two years or three years. And with COVID, you know, civil cases are secondary to criminal cases. So speed is a huge thing. Um, now that so, case, so, Mark, so, so, so Mark, you gave us a lot to unpack. I'm going to stop you for one second because okay. you talked about uh, arbitration um, typically is binding. Um, in other words, the decision of the arbitrator is legally binding for the parties. Um, and you agree to that up front. 
But you talked about um, speed being uh, a, a key component here that people can move through to a decision in a rapid. Is that because of backlog existing in traditional uh, litigation or is it just the uh, process of litigation which uh, tends to, to elongate things? So in a, in a normal world, is it apples to apples in terms of time frame, or is it always much more rapid in the case of arbitration or typically much more rapid than, than litigation? Uh, in my experience, it's more rapid than litigation, except in the rare case in litigation that it somehow gets accelerated. You know, that's very unusual and it does happen. I, in fact, um, I once tried a case that uh, uh, actually went to trial within a couple of weeks of it being filed, but that's a one in a million uh, situation. In terms of apples to apples, arbitration is generally going to be much quicker. And I think that's particularly true. The fewer scheduling problems that there are, um, you know, if you have one arbitrator versus three arbitrators, you get you only get into one arbitrator scheduling conflicts. Uh, so I once did have a 20 day arbitration that the actual hearings took six months because of everybody's schedule. Now, that was, a, a, you know, a case that involved a lot of parties and witnesses. Uh, but in general. One arbitrator. Is, is a, the process typically truncated versus um, uh, litigation in, in terms of discovery, in terms of all of those, or is it just that the time frame is compressed, but you still go through the same stages? It's it's much more truncated. Okay. Um, there's no right to depositions. You know, there's typically an exchange of documents, and uh, and you know, you from the beginning are trying to schedule. The hearing. So I think it's harder for parties to delay. You know, some parties may be inclined to want to delay, um, but I think it's harder to delay for long because the job of the arbitrator is to really move the thing along. And the arbitrator has been hired to resolve that case as opposed to a judge who may have responsibilities for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases. Um, so, you know, some of the types of motions that can delay cases in litigation, motions to dismiss, motions for summary judgment, those are seldom things that delay arbitrations from going forward. And the fact that you made the point that it's binding um, you know, if you're going to agree to arbitration in general, it's binding, which means that even if the arbitrator gets it wrong on the law or on the facts, everybody's stuck with it in the absence of, you know, some kind of real enormous misconduct or fraud or payoff or something that would be quite unusual. So it's typically you're stuck with it. Now, there have been arbitration uh, agreements that people have made that change that. 
So uh, one example of a potential arbitration agreement is you, you'll, for example, say the arbitrator will decide the facts and it's binding. Those can't be revisited. But somebody could ask a judge to review the law, whether the arbitrator applied the law correctly to the facts that he or she found. So that's a little bit of a, uh, it's arbitration that gives you speed on the facts, but yet preserves the party's right of appeal in the event they don't get the law right. Um, what happens in that instance? Is it a third party that gets called in, so to speak, or who's, who's you know, the independent? You, no, you provide, you provide for, uh, by agreement, that a court may review the legal um legal decisions of the arbitrator. Now, also in arbitration, you can um, provide for, you know, detailed findings by the arbitrator of the facts and the law, or parties can dispense with that and say, just tell us who wins and what's, you know, no findings, no nothing. Obviously, the more money that's involved, you want to, you know, Consider whether you want to test the arbitrator if it's something that a party views as extreme. But to get to a finish line on what the facts are in a matter of months rather than years, there's a lot of savings, a lot of savings on discovery, motions for summary judgment, motions to dismiss, motion discovery motions. Um, so people find, I think, that arbitration um, can save money, even though they're paying for the arbitrator and the other fees. Um, well, it's interesting you mentioned that. It sounds like potentially the cost is, a, a, if not a comparable cost, and perhaps a little bit less, it's in a much more condensed time frame. So from a cash flow perspective, it may be a costly proposition because it's all happening in a shorter time frame, but you're saving your time, you're, you're saving yourself time and longevity. Um, in terms of you know, being mired in a legal process, which has a cost associated with it as well. Emotional as well as economic. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, in terms of bandwidth, right? And in terms of bandwidth, right? Oftentimes when people are caught in litigation in a corporate environment, um, you know, it, can, it's all, it can be all consuming. And so, and, you know, it takes a lot another, of attention. Another thing that happens is it compresses, sometimes people settle cases at the 11th hour. So what an arbitration hearing does, it, it gives the parties that opportunity to evaluate their risks and think about whether they want to settle the case. So if you could, you know, imagine settling a case in a couple of months, as opposed to thinking about settling the case in a few years, that right. can be a benefit too. Right. And, and that, as you pointed out, that emotional roller coaster that goes along with being mired in litigation for three years or five years or whatever that time frame is. Um, but also, you know, the, the fact that it is time consuming and uh, and uh, uh, brain brain cell consuming. <laughs> you know, it's, it is brain cell consuming. <laughs> as, you can, as you can attest, as you can attest. Uh, Mark Furman, Tarla Breed, Hart Rogers, always good stuff. A lot to unpack in a short time. If people want to get uh, in touch with you, want to talk further about arbitration, how to avoid uh, litigation, how to not get mired in, in litigation, but to arbitrate, to settle things, to move their legal challenges forward, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? 
I can be reached at 617-218-2025 or at mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. Mark Furman, Director of Tarlow Breedhart Rogers, always a pleasure to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs, and we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs. <music> 